The Unconditional Boundaries Podcast, Episode 10, Boundaries for Guys. Welcome to the Unconditional Boundaries Podcast, where I show you how to use boundaries to add more love and freedom to your life. Hey everybody, in today's episode, I want to talk about dudes. I want to talk about the kinds of boundaries that I think dudes typically could use more help with, more work with. Um, Now, of course, guys are not universal. Not all guys act the same and and therefore not all boundaries are appropriate for all guys. Um, So what I'm talking about, I'm gonna give you a few examples of kinds of scenarios that I've seen guys find themselves in where I think boundaries would help. And if you can relate to those, great. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if many women also relate to these these same issues. Uh, it's common that men um, are stubborn about doing certain things their way. So, for example, a lot of guys will handle their health a specific way, um, whether that's working out to a specific routine or eating a specific diet or ignoring their health in a specific way. I'm going to be drinking beer as much as I want to. Or I'm going to eat this pizza regardless of how healthy you think it is for me. Or, or sometimes guys will do a specific workout routine and stick to that versus, you know, being open to changing it up. Guys are often that way when it comes to projects, home projects, um, home improvement projects, or, or building and um, repairing projects. Sometimes they're working on their cars or their tools are set out in a specific way. There are, most guys have a few things they're very, very particular about. And they got to get done this way, using these tools in this time frame, in this mindset. And these are the people that are allowed to help and nobody else is allowed in. And they can be quite stubborn. A lot of guys have a reputation for being stubborn in certain areas. Now, I don't know very many guys that are stubborn in most areas. I'm, I'm sure there are a few. And I've met one or two that are stubborn in a lot of areas. But that's only because I think I didn't have much experience with the areas that are not stubborn in. Because I think most guys do have a variety. of there's, there's things that they're pretty stubborn about and things that they just don't care much about. So, <clears throat> the idea is boundaries are appropriate when we want to stick to a specific way of doing things and or when we don't care how something gets done. One of the things that I see men commonly doing um, is they are very stubborn in some areas and then they have absolutely no concern in other areas. Um, Whereas a lot of women that I know, they have preferences in some areas and they have lesser preferences in other areas, but they do have some version of preference preference in almost all areas. They're just not necessarily as stubborn as a lot of the guys that I know. In other words, there are some areas guys are stubborn about and some areas they are very, very open about. What I find women are is they tend to be they tend to have some areas they put a higher priority on, but they're open for change. And some areas that they are put lower priority open on and they're more open for change in those areas. 
whereas men tend to be not open for change or completely open to change. Somebody else, please make this decision for me. In for the guys that I know, and as I said, that's 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 a generalization of an oversimplification for sure. I'm sure there are women who act like the guys that I've just described, and I'm sure there are guys who act like the women I've just described. So it's an oversimplification for sure. And for the benefits of this of this particular episode, I'm going to use that oversimplification because a lot of the guys that I know fit into that category of men, where they have some areas that are stubborn about and some areas they're open to change. They're, they actually would rather not make the decision in. I fit into that category as well. There's many things that I, um, I'm pretty stubborn about. The way my desk is set up, the way my bedroom is set up. Um, where my where my food sits, where my dishes sit, how they're washed and how they're put away, and um, where my coffee cup gets um, gets put uh, when I'm using it, when it has coffee in it, and it, and I'm using it, and it sits on my desk in a very specific place, or when it's clean and put away, it's again a very specific place. My Kleenex, my computer my you know my books my my manuals how my keyboard and mouse are set up i'm very very particular about some of those things same with my video games or entertainment i'm very very particular about how those things are set up and how i use them um a lot of my personal hygiene i'd rather not do it at somebody else's house if i house if i can't do it the way i intend to do it i'd rather just wait till i get home i'll stay dirtier an extra day or two and, and do it when I get home, where I, when I can do it the way I want to, how I want to, and where I want to. Um, you know, and some, and most guys do have particular ways they want to do things. Same with my tools. There are specific ways I want to use my tools, specific ways I want to set up my tools, and specific ways I want to have them put away. And and a lot of guys are like that. They have they're not necessarily the same in the same areas that I am, but they do have things that they're particular about. The things that I'd rather not make decisions about are what I eat or how I dress or my physical health. I'd rather not make decisions about that stuff. I'd rather somebody else just, you know, take care of that for me. You know, I don't, I'm not interested in learning how to cook. I'm not interested in learning, how, learning about physical health or, or, um, you know, fashion. I am interested in looking good, feeling good. Yeah but I'm not interested in learning how that to make that happen. And I find that's a lot of guys. A lot of guys have some things they're very, very stubborn about. They have a very particular way they want to do things and some areas where they just don't care and they'd rather somebody else choose for them. And this is where there are two kinds of boundaries that can help with that. And again, this isn't a judgment state, statement saying that way, that way of thinking is, is wrong or incorrect or that we should change it. If you want to be stubborn about something, it's that's fine. Set up some boundaries around the things that you care very strongly about and hold to those things. I have some strong boundaries around my bedroom and my desk. Don't touch stuff on my desk unless you have express permission to touch specific things. Um, same with my bedroom or, or especially my entertainment center. And my entertainment, and by that I mean, especially because my entertainment center is in my bedroom. So don't touch that in my bedroom. So set up, setting up boundaries around those things and saying, if you do something that crosses my boundaries, these are the, these are the two or three actions I'm going to take. 
Um, and if you honor my boundaries, these are the two as reactions I will take. For example, if somebody picks something up off of my desk without me giving them express permission to do so, um, one of the things that I'll do usually is I'll ask them not to. I'll say, I'm very particular about the things on my desk. Please don't touch the stuff on my desk. And then I will get um, more verbally passionate, angry sometimes, not always. Sometimes it doesn't always come out as anger, but sometimes it does. Often it does. So the second thing I will do if, if it happens again or, can, or isn't, isn't honored the, the second time, I will, uh, I'll be much more aggressive about it in my, in my voice or much more passionate about it. It's very important to me. This is my private space. I want this to be left alone. And then the third action is I just won't invite them into my house or won't allow them to invite themselves into my house where they could interact with my space. Um, again, those aren't necessarily emotional reactions. Uh, the second one can be, but it, it, I typically have a, a passionate response that some people interpret as anger. And I don't necessarily feel angry when I say it. It's a, it's a pre-intended response, a pre-decided response. Or if they honor my boundaries, I will often share my passion about my space. So look at what I've done with my desk and look at how it's all intentionally set up and played up. And, and this is what, why this is here. And this is why that is there. And this is why what I'm doing here. And, and look at the advantages that I have by setting it up this way. And look at what I can do that maybe somebody else who uses a different setup can't do. And, and I share my passion, my joy. That's the first action I take is I share my passion and my joy with them. The second action that I sometimes take is I, ask them, invite them. I don't require it, but I do invite them to participate in that space. I'll, I might say, you know, would you like to sit down at my desk or would you like to use my computer that's at my desk? Or would you like to, you know, do something that is related to my desk um, or interact with something that's on my desk? And, and then third, I will, of course, um, be open to sharing my space with them on a longer term basis, either as, you know, stay over at my place for a while or, or come live with me for a while or whatever the case may be, whatever is appropriate for that particular kind of relationship. Um, so those are, those are some of the actions that I would take about my desk space, you know, as an example of, of the things that, that I find very important. These are things that I'm pretty stubborn about and, and have some very specific guidelines as to how I want them done. And when it comes to food, if I, if I'm out with somebody and we want to decide what restaurant to go to, we go to, I'll put some generalizations. I don't like um, Chinese food or I don't like, you know, seafood, but otherwise go wherever you want. And even if we go to a Chinese food place or a seafood place, I can usually find something there that on the menu that I could, that I enjoy that I will enjoy. It's not that I don't like Chinese food so much, all Chinese food. I just don't like, I just find that there's a smaller selection of things that I will enjoy in a Chinese food restaurant. There are, there is almost always something I will enjoy at almost all restaurants. So, and I will say, I don't really care where we go. These are the small stipulations that I have, you know, um, or when it comes to clothing, um, I'll say, well, I prefer colors. But other than that, dress me however you want. I wouldn't buy me whatever you think is appropriate. 
um, because I don't want to pay attention to that stuff, especially if I'm uh, living with somebody or roommating with somebody or, or entertaining somebody. Um, I'll say, look, if you want to cook, please feel free. Um, I'll buy the groceries. I'll, you, you tell me what to buy and I'll buy them because I have no interest in cooking or learning how to cook. So if you want to cook something that you think will be yummy for both of us, great. Please do that. I'm a bit of a picky eater, so I'll put some specific um, requests in as far as not this or not that. But as far as recipes, I, I don't want to be in charge of that. You know, those kinds of things I, I'm a lot more open to. Again, I'll put boundaries in place and say, okay, well, these are the things that I don't want to have. And outside of those things, please feel free to do what you like. And if you meet the boundaries of outside of these few things I don't like, then we'll have an entertaining dinner together or an entertaining time together. Like we'll spend quite a bit of time together. Well, we'll be able to do this often, as often as we have the time to, whether we're living together or just friends or you know, hanging out together on occasion or whatever. The more I get, um, I get the, 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 the few specific requests that I have made, and then they just take care of it from there. The more, the less I have to make decisions and the less I can leave those decisions in their hands, the happier I am and the more I want to hang out with them. Um, so that's where the boundaries are for me around, that's how boundaries work for me around the things that I don't really care as much about. I don't really want to know much as much about, you know, just do it for me and, you know, I'm happy. You know, when it comes to even my vehicles or, or home renovations, this is the result I'm looking for. How you get there, I'm not so concerned about. Just, you know, please make it happen. Um, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of guys miss out on in communicating. So with a lot of relationships, see, it, yeah, a lot of guys are, results oriented. They want to get things done. They want to see uh, progress. They want to, um, they don't want to spend a lot of time in conversation. They don't want to spend a lot of time in discovery, in learning, in, in understanding. They want to understand. Most guys do want to understand, especially about things that they're not so certain about, certain about or things that they're not really sure about. They want to understand, but most guys that I know aren't willing to put in a lot of effort to get to that understanding. That's where a lot of conflict comes in, in relationships, because in relationships, understanding is the goal so that we can love each other or care for each other more effectively. Now in projects, it's okay to limit your understanding. It's okay to try a certain amount of time and effort, put a certain amount of time and effort into trying to understand what you're doing and, you know, do it good enough, you know, do a, uh, okay, well, I've put in a few minutes trying to figure out how to do this thing. This is how I think I should do it. So I'll just do it that way. Or I've put in a couple of hours trying to learn how to do this, this skill or learn this skill. This is what I think it looks like. So I'm going to do that. And, and for, 
for home improvement or, or you know, um, vehicle maintenance or some things like that, it can be okay to do it that way because you usually, you the, with the tools involved and the, the intended results clear, a person can usually figure out how to get to that result in a way that isn't harmful to what you're doing. That is less the case with relationships. One of the issues that guys have is they try and take the same approach with relationships. Well, I understand the basics of what you're trying to say. So let's just go with that. And, and I'll just do something that I think fits the basics of what I, what I think you want. And oftentimes there's a lot less understanding than they think they have. Oftentimes guys don't stick into the, in the conversation long enough to really truly understand what their partner is looking for, what their partner is feeling, what their partner is trying to express, trying to say. <clears throat> Oftentimes guys will get angry or frustrated or hurt or sad and they'll avoid the conversation so as to avoid the emotions involved in the conversation. Especially seeing as a lot of guys turn their emotions to anger and the last thing they wanna do is turn their anger on those they love. It's also one of the first guys, one of the first things most guys end up doing is turning their angers onto, onto the ones, those they love. And they generally have a lot of shame around that. Most guys that I know, the thing that they have the most guilty of, guilt about is how much they get angry at those they love. What guys usually do to avoid getting angry at those they love is they just avoid the emotions that come from conversations. What guys can do is learn how to manage their emotions and then learn how to stay in the conversation while they're having emotions. And that's where the boundaries come in. Personal boundaries would be take some time out to feel your emotions. Give yourself time every single day. Um, in the self-help world, we call it meditation or, or mindfulness. But quite honestly, it doesn't have to be that that woo-woo or, or, or airy-fairy. It can be just a matter of take a few moments, sit in your car a few moments or your truck a few moments or, or in the bathroom if that's where you want to sit or, or in your office. Just take a few moments, close your eyes and listen to yourself breathe. Like feel yourself breathe. Just pay attention to your body. If you have aches and pains, notice them. I'm not asking you to do anything about them. Please, as a matter of fact, please don't do something about them. Feel them. If you have aches and pains, if you have um, sensations coming up in your body, a lot of the times our emotions will show up as a feeling in our body sometimes. Sometimes there'll be a tightness of our chests or a tension in our shoulders or or a, a, a knot in our stomach, or sometimes there'll be a back pain or a leg pain or, or headaches or all kinds of things that can show up just as our emotions trying to express themselves. So just a couple of times a day, um, especially if you're, at, if you're at work, when you used to take a cigarette break, that's what we used to do back in the day, we'd take a smoke break or a coffee break. So when you do that, sit in your chair or in your vehicle for 10 or 15 minutes and just listen to yourself breathe. Just take a moment and feel your body. Just feel it. I don't 
want you specifically want you to do anything about it. I want you to feel it. I want you to pay attention to how you feel physically, what your body is trying to tell you. Um, and of course, make sure you're safe. Don't do that while you're driving. Don't do that while you're operating equipment. Don't do that while somebody's trying to expect something from you while you're trying to pay attention or watch something. Do it on a break when you're not needed someplace else and when you're perfectly safe to sit quietly for a few minutes. So that's the boundary. Make yourself safe. That's the line. Put some, take out some time twice a day, 10 minutes twice a day to make yourself safe and just listen to your body. And if you do, you'll find great results. You'll learn about yourselves. You'll learn something about yourself you didn't know before. And if you cross that boundary, simply recenter, get back to it. And it's not about how often you succeed. It's about getting, it's about creating the habit. So when you do it, give yourself a little congratulations. When you don't, brush it off, leave it alone, let it go. So that's step one. Step two is learning how to stay in the conversation with other people. Whether that's coworkers, your spouse, your children, anybody. Stay in the conversation, especially when you're feeling emotions and learn how to feel the emotions instead of turning them to anger. That's step two. The boundary is to feel those emotions instead of turning them to anger. And if the emotion you feel is anger, learn how to feel that without giving it to someone else. You can be angry. Being angry is not a problem. Acting on that angry can be and usually is a problem. But being angry isn't a problem. If your spouse doesn't want to see you angry, that's probably because she doesn't have experience of you being angry and it being safe for her. Or she doesn't have experience of someone being angry and it being safe. Maybe it was her parents or her boss or her brothers and sisters or anybody. What I'm looking for in this portion is for you to feel the emotions that are coming up in conversation and stay in the conversation as a willing and compassionate participant. You're willing to, you're listening to the other person. You're trying to hear what they're trying to say. You want to understand where they're coming from. You want to understand what they're feeling, what they're thinking. And if they're open to it, have yourself understood. I say if they're open to it, because unless they're doing the same work, they won't be open to it. Unless they're doing the same work you are, they won't be open to it. So getting your feelings expressed isn't the purpose here. It's letting them express theirs. Because only when they do this work will they let you express yours. And you can't necessarily expect that they're doing the same thing you are. They're not you. All you can do is be open to them. And if you can't express your feelings to them, find someone else you can. Find somewhere, some person who will listen to your feelings. That's what I do for 95% of my clients. I listen to their feelings. I pay attention to them. I understand them. That's why most of them call me. Most of the guys who call me and hire me as their life coach is so that they can find somebody who will listen to their emotions. I can do that for you. And I can help you learn how to express your emotions in such a way that she might listen. That's the key here. 
is to express your emotions in such a way that she's not going to be hurt or offended. But again, you can't control her reactions because you don't know what her past is. And even if you did know what her past is, you can't control her past. Neither can she. You can't force her to heal her past. You can't do any of that. All you can do is deal with the, with the hand you're dealt with. Play with the hand you're dealt. And if you can't do that, then why are you in relationship with her? Why is she in your life? I can show you how to do that. And boundaries help. That's enough for today on this topic. If you want to hear more, drop me a line. Contact information at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to the Unconditional Boundaries podcast. If you'd like my support in creating boundaries in your life, you can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash unconditional coach, or you can contact me at unconditionalcoach at outlook.com.